0: None of us are from the same state. So we would build that re- um, relationship off the field. So when we did get on, you you blended. And, and you, it was just like talking off the field. So when you did go down there and play, you were, you were sweet to go. Welcome, everyone, to episode eight of Down
1: Under Paintball. I'm your host, Scott. And this week, we sit down with Nathan Macker McDonald, From humble beginnings up in Brisbane, he's played on some of the big teams in the country. Talking the likes of the X-Fighters, Hostile Intentions, Envious, and then now playing with the Eskimo Brothers, taking the first and only win of the Super 7 so far this year. Macker shares his insights of what it's like to play with people from all around the country, people that you don't get the chance to train with, which is something that I always find really interesting is how teams are able to make that happen. I also have some very exciting news coming up, so everyone make sure you stay tuned to the very end of the podcast to find out. This week, joined by Nathan Maca McDonald. How's it going? Good, mate, yourself? Yeah, I'm I'm good. It's uh, good to get in touch with people. Now we're all locked down and don't get the
0: same interactions we do every day with people. Oh, mate, it is killing me, killing me. Stuck at home with the wife and and the two. Not, not that that's a bad thing, but the two rugrats, mate, they're tearing my hair out. Going crazy, still crazy. It's, someone said that in
1: the next few months might be it might be good to to be in family law. There might be a few divorces going through. After we've been stuck with each other. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah
0: no, we wouldn't get to that stage. But it's just yeah. oh my god, the boys they're just confined in four walls. The older one's pretty good, but the younger one, mate, he is a handful. He yeah, he's a handful. Yeah.
1: It's it's hard to find things for keep busy. Yeah. Uh, as long as I guess as long as they got iPads and PlayStations, they're
0: all right. Oh even that they don't, mine don't stick stick to it for long. They'll watch it's it and then they'll want to chop and change and then it'll be a fight because I'm playing it and you're not playing it. And then, well, you're beating me in this game and I'm losing. I'm like, oh, God damn it! <laughs> Just get along, please. <laughs> <coughs> yeah,
1: so we can uh, only try our best until we get back out on the paintball fields.
0: Oh, uh, yep. That. Oh, well, I've got a camper trailer and a boat that I can't take out because it's been locked down. like Shit. It really we'll, is shit. We'll...
1: Looking forward to it. One day we'll be we'll be allowed back out there and uh, get back into into the wide world.
0: <laughs> yep. Yes. Definitely.
1: So let's uh, stick to the paintball. Uh, how did uh, let's yeah start at the beginning? How did you get into paintball? How did it all begin for you?
0: Um, I I started and I can't remember the actual year. I think it might have been two thousand four, two thousand five, maybe. Maybe back at Sanford, um, basically just like just about every other person who's played paintball. Went out with mates, played a few rec games, um, then just got – one of the refs was like, hey, man, we've got a, a scenario and some stuff that think that you'd really like. Why don't you come and try your hand at it? So I went out, loved it. Um, I think it was Team America was the scenario at Sanford. Um, I met up with this guy, Kenny, and he lent me all his gear. So like all the rest of us who have been – Looked after through the years, helping the younger fellas and the new fellas out. He lent me all his gear to to muck around with for the day, and I fell in love with the sport. Pretty much after that, I started playing scenario. Played that for ages. Never really got interested in the tournament scene. Um, and then, yeah, then I did get interested and went from there.
1: Yeah, awesome. So, so the scenario stuff. Like, what kind of what kind of gear did you start with? What what sort of guns were you using? Uh
0: my first actual kit up was an A five. fully yep fully (laughs) remote line backpack camel pack um shit what i can't i never had a response trigger or anything like that but yeah it had the stocks the front the barrels uh yeah i was full wank factor (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was like yes this is perp and yeah. um and then dudes with electros there was a guy there was Khan and yep. lizard, lizard or lizard and Kenny and they came out and even Etok came out and they were tearing us to pieces. I was like, screw you, pricks! I need to get one of them guns. Like that's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> I got I got the shits with getting beaten by these guys. Um, and yeah, so then um, I was mucking around and I, I, I shot Kenny one day and he's like, dude, you should come try torn. I was like, all right. Uh, so then we went and we went to Shorty's one weekend. Um, and I met Bones from Blade and basically offered me a spot. We training against the boys from Hostile, and he's like, "Dude, play play for us." And I was like, Right, cool." And that's how I got into tournaments. So,
1: shorties—that's a
0: field in uh, Queensland, is it? No, it was very hush hush. It was a um, oh, okay. backyard field. Yeah, sneaky. It was a <laughs> sneaky, <laughs> was a yeah, sneaky okay. up on a, on a heap of acres, and we just had uh, backyard sessions very quietly.
1: Oh wow, that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a shame that it has to be so hush hush that
0: you know uh, guys in New
1: Zealand are able to do it in their backyard. I don't see why we can't.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I'm pretty sure our laws are if you've got 40 acres plus, you can have a you can kind of do it. But yeah, so we were we were up up in the boondocks, um, yeah, cool. training away and playing, and it was yeah, it was good. It was good fun to camp out for a weekend and play some ball and have a bit a bit of a muck around and, and go from there.
1: Uh, nice. So, that was you, you said you you started training with the Blade,
0: the Blade yeah. guys? Yeah. Yeah. Bones and, and his team of Misfits Blade. That was <laughs> myself, uh, Pyro, Adrian. Pretty sure he talked around with us for a round or two. Shay um, or Shagger. He had a run with us. Uh, and then we just, I think we'd end up grabbing random guys from time to time. But yeah, it was. It was that, from memory.
1: Yeah, awesome. So what what sort of uh, series were you playing in, just the uh, local Queensland stuff?
0: No. Um, I first got into that, and my first tournament was, I joined them in 2008, and that's when everything kicked off. Uh, first tournament, we were playing uh, the AXL down in Sydney. Oh, so yeah. I played, yeah, we played, we played with them. Um, I played with that for a couple of years until they closed that series down. And then I was playing sevens. I was only just doing the masters at that at that particular point. Like 2008 was my first first actual experience of sevens when it was seven man, single point, um, and we got dunked on. Like I don't <laughs> think I don't think we won a point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we didn't win a single point all weekend. We just got stomped on by everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, d- I think that was probably the first time I I remember seeing Blade was at that event.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I do know, though, that Blade used to travel quite a lot overseas and do the, the stuff in, like, a lot of the tournaments in Asia. Did you ever travel over there with them? No.
0: No, I didn't do anything that. 2008 was my, my first, and I only played with them for a couple of years. And we hadn't played the, I only played the AXL with them. Um, but, yeah, that was they were great tournaments. Uh, like, we played against, uh, who was it, X-Fighters. They had a couple of teams. I'm pretty sure... Mm, WA had Wasp Gold and Blue, and they they were pretty shit hot. Um, Mel- Geelong Extreme oh, yeah. played against those guys. Uh, who else was there? Shit, this goes back now. I've got to think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they were good tournaments. Like they were great, great tournaments. Turning. Yeah, they were. They were. They were wicked tournaments to play. Uh, but yeah, I think that's. I can't remember who else. But yeah, they were. They were fun. Kais was there. Um. Yeah, they were good. Do you remember what good.
1: field the AXL was at in around two thousand? They were.
0: They were Mossy's Field. Um, what's his Field oh, down, down at in Sydney. At Camden. Yep. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, was the we played AXL at Camden, and then we had um sevens at, at, at action,
1: and they yeah, were awesome. the only
0: two tournaments I knew off. Sanford had closed down because in 2008 we had a huge storm up here in in Brisbane. Um so it just destroyed all the field and netting so they didn't reopen the, the tournament side. so i missed out on like the uh, the south packs and all that sort of stuff so that was all just before my time cuz i've heard yeah, stories about them being awesome <clears throat>
1: that yeah they they that was my that's about as far as my experience in queensland paintball goes is is the south packs and and sanford it's a great yeah. field it's yeah. a shame it shut down
0: yeah, they've reopened it, but it's not really a tournament thing. Like I know guys go down there and train, but I don't. They don't have any tournaments or anything like that down there anymore.
1: Yeah, just the way the the field was built with the like you know with the walls behind it. So every time you played a point, that it was anyone that was there was up above watching. It was great. It was just a real good spectator field.
0: Yeah, yeah, you had full awesome view of it, like it was like sitting in the commentary box down at Sevens, like. You had the bird's eye view of watching everyone across the field, which is yeah, really good. Couldn't so how really big, hide
1: or. Like you said, you started scenario paintball at Sanford. Like, how big is that field? Is it? Does it? Because I only really saw the tournament field. Is it? Is it quite a big uh, property?
0: Yeah, Um I think. Well, obviously it's got to be forty acres to start off with, but they've got about half a dozen different fields on there, and they yeah, it's all hilly. Um, so, being speedy i was always sent when we did like they had like um scenario tournaments and stuff like that and i started them first and i was always the first guy to leg it up the hill and get to the bunkers and (laughs) get the first flag and hold it until the rest of the guys are trekked up and and met up with us but yeah no they've got they've probably got about four or probably hang on i think they got bridges lost valley demo alley i think they've got about five fields but, yeah, they were, they, were, they were pretty good. And when if you open it up into one big thing, then, yeah, that sucks because you could just up and down hills <laughs> constantly. <laughs> but it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Like, it was a really good – it was a really good to play at.
1: Yeah, so, you know, you said the scenario tournaments. Was that, you know, were they like 10-man teams or was it just sort of um, – Yeah, a, they a, a were... bit of a throw-together thing?
0: No, no. I played with, I played them with um, – I don't know if you know any of these guys. I played them with like a uh, Will, Julian, um, Pop. I don't know if you ever heard of Pop, Richard, which is also as Pop, um, Ben, and a couple of other guys. And yeah, we, we, we played that, and we played like it was the ASPPL competition. Yeah, okay. it was like a full it was like a full bushball league. And we played in, in Queensland. We played in uh, we played at Paintball Pete's Field. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I played a a scenario before I got into into the into the Tawny side. So we travelled a little bit playing that stuff. And I think they were, I think they were seven man teams. I think. Yeah,
1: that's a good that's a good number for a for a scenario event. It's too hard to get too many people on a team. Oh,
0: yeah. I was just the guy who turned up. I didn't have to organise anything. That was the best part. Just rock up, play, go home. So what's
1: the you know we've talked about Sanford and your uh, your uh, sort of a, sort of legal field at Shorty's. What else? What else does <laughs> uh you know your like that Brisbane sort of area um, cater for paintball? Is there many fields?
0: There used to be. Uh, there used to be. Um, and we, I've seen throughout the. The time that I've spent playing, I've seen fields open. I've seen field close. Um, but at the moment, there's only a handful of fields. You've got your choice of Samford, Spec Ops in the city, TAC Ops out at Rosewood, and Mango Hill. Um, yeah, okay. There used to be a lot more. There used to be Gords, which was an indoor field. It closed down. There used to be NPF out at Blacksville. It closed down. Um, and, and Top Gun at Capera, which is probably... Ten minutes from my place. So Sanford's ten, uh, probably about a quarter of an hour, and ten, and tack Oh, sorry, Top Gun was about ten minutes from my from my place. So yeah, it, it closed down. I think year, probably two years ago. Oh, that's a shame. Year, year two. Yeah, that was and, um, owned by Andrew Murphy. So, so it closed down. I think the, no, the it's council or always... the council of government shut it down for some reason. I I don't know the ins and outs of it. So all I know is it just got shut down.
1: It's it's. Normal stories. They they'll build a block of units next to it and then say it's too noisy and shut it
0: down. Something like that. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. It's all residential area around it. And, but yeah. And who knows what what those guys what the government decide they want to do. So,
1: so where yeah. where do you go if you you know if you're up that way around Brisbane and you want to do some tournament training? Like do all those fields offer it?
0: Well yeah. Well yes. Yep. So, TAC Ops and, and Samford offer, offer tournament training, and Spec Ops, where I've started training out there as well, um, which is it's an indoor field, and it's more Milsim, but we've kind of got it so that we can cater over, uh, every few weeks I'll go and just do skills and drills. You can't really play games there because it's not open enough, but you can do some skill skills and drills out, out there as well. But I mainly train out at – well, actually, I really train at, at TAC Ops out at Rosewood. Um, Troy owns the field out there, and he looks after me, so we go. Out, I, I go out there and train, man, which is good.
1: Oh, awesome! Yeah, it's always always handy to have somewhere where you can do those midweek
0: sessions uh, yeah. with an indoor field, even yeah, if it works. it's not a. Yeah, it works good because training. I can go. Yeah, I can go out and, and do scrims at, at um, tack offs and, and get your gameplay going, but then go back to um, spec offs during the week and. Focus on your, your snap shooting, your running and gunning, your laning. Your your bread and butter of paintball. Like I've always focused on those three things. They they will win your games if you're confident on them and, and you, you master them. Then the rest just just flows in for me. That's what I've always believed. Anyway.
1: Yeah. No, that's a uh, it's a good good way to think about it.
0: <laughs> so so yeah. But now we like we tra- We'll do a few things there, and then I, I help train a few of the kids out at both the fields. So it's good. Pass on what yeah. I've been taught from other players. So,
1: what does the tournament scene sort of look like in Queensland? Is it is it big? Do you have do you guys have your own tournaments and stuff like that? Or in yeah. Brisbane sort of area? Yeah. Well,
0: we've only got one tournament series, and that's our at attack offs. Um, that's the the Queensland League. Uh, we were looking really good for this year. I think we had about eight teams from memory. Nice. Could yeah, it, the Queensland scene died, and then it. It died for a heap of years, and then um, TacOps basically brought it back, uh, probably about four years ago. Uh, yeah, would be yeah three four years ago. We, we're talking, and we're like, Let, let's start getting tournaments. And, and they didn't really know much about, it, so I started helping them with tournaments, and the, we brought the to the tournament scene back, um, and, and it's been getting better and better. But yeah, as now with the virus and everything shutting everyone down, which sucks. Um, we we just missed out on, on playing because the, we got shut down about a week the week of the tournament. Oh, yeah, okay. Did yeah. How no, many right. traveling
1: teams? Like they were all local. Like no one no one missed uh, out on flights or anything.
0: Yeah, there were a couple of teams. We had two Eskimo teams coming up. Oh no. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think the boys got all refunded and stuff like that. But yeah, we had two Eskimo teams lining up, but they were a mixture of Sydney guys and Brizzy guys. Um, but most of the teams were all. all Brisbane based, which was good. So, who's the owner of TacOps? Uh, Troy Charlesworth.
1: Yeah, okay. Used to oh.
0: used to play used to play down in Melbourne um, with Rat Pack. Uh, I've never seen him play or anything like that, but yeah, I've heard the stories. Um, but no, he was living down there, was managing a field, and then yeah, he got the opportunity to buy up here and bought it and runs runs Ops now.
1: Oh, it's cool. It's it's always good.
0: You know, it, it takes
1: that one person to sort of uh, make that first step and, and give somewhere for people to play. So, it's good that you guys are, yeah, have a home and are able to support him as well. So, big, yeah. big
0: ups to Troy. Yes, no, he's he's done he's, – he fits in really well up here. Like, he's, he talks to everyone and he's a, he's a good bloke. So, he looks after myself and he looks after a couple of the other guys. And, yeah, it's, it's a good atmosphere up here, which is great. I know we're like like going through everything and not just paintball, but other sports you go and you you meet guys who own stuff and they're kind of dicks and you're like uh, yeah <laughs> uh, I'm not really interested in this, but no he's he's good to deal with so it's it's works out really really well.
1: yeah, it's a bit harder uh, some sports sort of have the the large amount of people that play it so you can be a bit of a, a dick if you want and, and and uh you know sort of get away with it but in paintball it's you'll find you'll have no friends pretty pretty quickly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's um, yeah, it's a, it's a tight knit community, which is good.
1: Yeah, and do you guys sort of? I know at the Super Sevens, you know, we have FNQ Fury and stuff like that coming down. Do, do you guys ever do much with like the North Queensland guys, or is it sort of? Do you pretty much stay in your own separate uh, area?
0: Ah, uh, kind of stay in our areas. It's mainly I think it costs a fair bit to get around. That's the the big killer. Like, for, for them to, to get flights up to us or, or for us to get flights to them, you're looking – I think it's about, from memory, it's still about 300 bucks return just in flights. So, then you're still looking at car, hire an accommodation. So, basically, it's the same as kind of playing, like, a tournament in Sydney. Yeah, okay. To, to, to yeah. travel. So, if it, was, if it was just, like, a local sort of thing, you could get away with road tripping it, um, like, I know I've road trip to – Rockhampton a few times to, to muck around up there. I'm um, like that's just a couple of tanks of fuel and you grab a couple of boys and off you go and it makes everything real cheap. So it's like 50 bucks a head. But when you're flying, you, you add that up by your five or seven guys, it's a lot of coin that you, you don't really want to outlay if you can get away with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and especially if it's for just you know the smaller local sort of events, it
0: yeah
1: it can uh, can be a bit tough yeah. to to spend yeah. all that money.
0: If you're outlaying that sort of coin, you really want to travel for a two-day event, not a one-day event. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, so that's, that's, how I, that's how I look at it. Like if I'm spending that sort of money on flights and accommodation and all that sort of stuff, I really want to play two days and get, make the most of my money, rather than than a one-day event and um, not really not really get what I'm after. Yeah.
1: Oh, that makes sense. So, what do you, you? Have you got something leaking there?
0: Sound no, I was, I was downstairs. Um, oh, okay, hiding, <laughs> hiding out under the house, and the boys are having a shower, So I'm walking outside now. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, you're right. Just <laughs> I was just I was just making sure you are not uh you know
0: losing pressure or something. <laughs> no, 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 I was just hiding out from the, from the kids. Otherwise, they've been tearing up, and tearing me, pulling my headphones, <laughs> and trying to cut in. So getting away from everyone. Yeah, the joys. Yeah, those without kids, you'll find out.
1: You are it now? <laughs> I was just thinking about that and, you know, the amount of people in the the Super 7s, at least, that I know that are at that age now or are all starting to have kids. The next 15 years, it's going to be, there's going to be some crazy teams coming through with all everyone's sons and daughters. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some, hopefully some talent coming through in the next few years. It's going to be out of control. There's some,
0: if the kids that, that pop up a play like their parents, you're exactly right, mate. There's going to be some fucking wicked players like, Robber's got a couple of girls. Um, Carl Simpson's got two girls. Ben Simpson's got two boys. plucker has got one. I've got two. Uh, you've got two? Two now, yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Um, who else has got? You've got Ringo. Uh, who else has got? Stevie from STK's got one on the way. Dan Woods got one. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, Dan Wood's is due for one, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there's there's a... There's some good stock getting around. Definitely yeah. some good stock. Yeah. Um, no, there's going to be some like, good coaches around. Yeah. And my, <laughs> and my young fellow, like Bo's six. And because we put, we get away with, like, I oh, know crossing a little bit, we get away with a couple of things up like here. Up here. Like, we've got the gel ball. So I, can, I can't I t- can take him to paintball, but I can take him to play gel ball. So we go and play that. So he's practicing his skills at six. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got a bit of a jump start on us. We've got to wait till 12. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what, man, if I can get you into here, you can get a base on everything. By the time you actually get to pick up a game, you're ahead of all of them should be ripping them to pieces. They'll be like, look at this little scrub kid. He tears tears them to pieces.
1: Yeah, it'd be pretty, you know, you think all the way back to when you first started playing and you think, oh, imagine if, you know, if like one of your parents was that keen on it and was, yeah, I'm going to come and show you how to do everything. Uh, yeah, it's it's it'd be a
0: completely different story than uh, having yeah. to figure it all out on your own. Oh, yep, yep, I know. I, I basically fell into this sport. Normally, I played football and and had my old man around coaching and 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 guiding me. But this was, you know, what? This is a sink or swim situation, mate. Good luck. <laughs> if you like <laughs> it, you are going to go good. If you hate it, well, well you'll suck. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, the the futures uh, the futures looking bright. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, yeah some of the battles are gone you never know we could all start our own teams and then uh it could be the mcdonald clan versus the
0: martin clan one day <laughs> oh no nah, two's enough for me mate two that's enough <laughs> two yeah. and two comps will do me but, yeah <laughs> yeah i so, know that's that's pretty much all that i've got for that part yeah it's good yeah <laughs> so anyway
1: going back to you know your your days in the axl and uh before that sort of washed up so you're so you were still, you know, you stay with Blade. Uh, how long did that? How long did that last? Can you sort of remember when? When that all sort of, when
0: you uh, jump ship from there? I only played a couple of seasons with them at AXL because the, 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 the comp finished, I think, in two thousand and ten. Um, because they just weren't getting the numbers, so it, it just closed. So I played a couple of seasons with them. I played i play? i played the masters with the blade in 2008 and then i played masters again with them on 2000 and... no i didn't i played um with east coast raiders with johnny and plucker oh yep yep they were like we need it we need a, a player and, and raylene yep that's a bl- name for the boss from the past um shout out to raylene tressida yeah yeah <laughs> they um I remember her, uh, Johnny going, we need, a, we need a player. You want to come run? And I was like, yeah, why not? So I played with them in 2009 just at the, at the Masters. Uh, won some points, which is, which is a totally different. Uh, <laughs> and then I went to WA Menace in 2010. But I think in 2010 or 11, Blade kind of ended for me. It was 2011, I'm pretty sure, that, that ended. As soon as AXL finished, I still stuck with them. But um, in 2011, I went to Hostile, so it was the full die kit out. So I was like, you know, guys, I'm kind of out. I'm going to to join these guys, and, and that was it. Yeah, it's hard to say no to sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and with those guys, like they – Hostile, there were, there were two teams that you wanted to play for in Australia. It was Hostile or SWAT. They were – from the moment I started playing, it was – they were the two – juggernauts of the sport they always every every game was a a slug to watch um and then when i did join them it was it definitely didn't didn't live down to anything like it was always just a fight as as you would know (laughs) there was never any love lost between both teams oh yeah but hostile was you know
1: we had some really hard games and some big fights and stuff like that but hostile was yeah they they deserve every win they got and every point they ever won they they were such a hard hard team to, to yeah. win against. And, yeah, and they well, were doing, you know, the, the whole, you know, we were always getting imports and Hostile were able to do it with the, the whole Aussie lineup which was always good to see.
0: Yeah, I remember playing some tournaments with those boys. And, like, as I said, like, I joined them in 2011. And my four, first tournament, we went over D-man that, like, we're, you're flying over to, to Perth to, to, to join us and, and get a run with us. I was like, Friday, right, eh? So I played there and then we went and played World Cup. Then we played Malacca. Um, and those guys—it was my first actual tournament win. I'd got a few seconds, but they were the, the first team that I ever won with. So,
1: 2000, and Hostile Intentions won the World Cup. 2010 was, or was it 2011? 10,
0: 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah Just one. missed out on that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what was the? Because to me, Hostile Intentions—they were. You know, always the, the team to beat, but I never really heard much about like where they were from, where they trained.
0: Were all the guys based in Brisbane? No, they were. V- we were a, not a throw together team, but we were spread out across the country. You had um, D Man and Gav from WA. You had Cam Longy. Rappers, or Neil Rappensberg, and Bancroft from, from Brisbane. And then when I joined them, it was – I was from, obviously, I'm from Brisbane. So, yeah, we were all from Brisbane. But Cam and Longy kind of left when I – had left just before I joined. So it was the five of – well, hang on, Neil, myself, Nick, Gav, D-Man. Yeah, there was the, the five of us to start to, to do it.
1: Yeah, awesome. So so were there a lot of training sessions going on that were you guys were putting in the hard hard work off the field?
0: Yeah, we were tra- we would train in, a, in a, obviously a different states and then and then meet up at the tournament and click. Yeah, everyone knew everyone knew their role. Everyone knew what they had to do. Um, there was none of this uh, pre training, as in like pre looking at the layouts prior and training on the on the layouts. It was always get to the layout, get to the tournament, get your field layout, walk it, walk it, walk it, scope it out, come up with a game plan and then execute it. Yeah, I, I know that, um, you know, it
1: was, it was hard to get fields back then as well. Not everyone yeah. had access to a, to a full sub airfield field, so we, you couldn't yeah. just set up the, the field weeks before. So um, it's a it's a g- good skill to have, um, I think, walking fields and being able to quickly work out game
0: plans. Yeah, which I think is a bit of a dying art. Like, uh, uh, guys today, like... They can play. There's definitely no 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 shortage of guys who can play. But I think that the actual field layout and reading, a lot of players can't the newer sort of guys can't adapt on the fly and go, you know what shit, this isn't working. We need to put you here or you need to go there and, and, and come or, or come back here and do do whatever, right? They don't they can't read it on the on the fly and figure out how to how to change and adapt their game plan to make things work and, and get the upper hand.
1: Yeah, it's almost like they're real good operators. They just, they just need – if they've got a good coach behind them, they'll be right. But when they're on their own, they sort of struggle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And the yeah. teams I've played for, like they, those guys have all started in the – if you want to call it old school versus new school, I don't really know. But um, they've all played when you had to read a layout, when you had to, to figure it out. Yeah, there was coaching back when we started. But they still had to – well, actually, it was seven men, so there's no coach. And then I went to coaching, and then I went away from coaching. So I've seen the development of the the, the different styles come through. Well, what's your
1: your favourite style to play?
0: Coaches, no coaches? No coaches. Yeah. I like the coach in the pit, but uh, the coach on the field – the good thing about having the coach on the field was you used to shoot their coach. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> if you, if you wanted to do something you let him have a few just before you went to move and that way he'd shut up quickly or he'd be raging at something so then you'd be, it'd lose focus so you quickly do whatever you needed to do um it feels on the snake side or they were on the snake side so you try to give him a quick one and then and then bump or get their guy to come clean but yeah coaching coaching was good i think coaching in the lower divisions is good if you've got an experienced one, because they can help the guys learn what to do and how to do it. But in, in the higher divisions, I think, yeah, it kind of takes a lot of the fun away. Like, yeah, it takes a lot of fun away from me.
1: Yeah, you don't really see those three-on ones when there's a coach. You've got guy yeah. pulling those off. Yeah. They sort of just they give away all the fun. Tell them where he is, and
0: yeah. they go get him. Yeah, you got to earn those earn those wins.
1: Yeah, so that you know, uh, you said shooting the coach, doing things like that. That must be the hostile intentions coming out on you, because I do. I do remember the the most lessons I learned about how to be a dick paintballer was from hostile <laughs> intentions. <laughs> just how to do, uh, just how to do things that just annoyed people. Uh, ah, yeah, you guys learned a couple the masters, of skills from
0: sorry. that. I, I learned a couple. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I had to learn that skill. That was a. That was I had learned a lot of skills from those guys. Um. I remember coming from other te- like all the other teams I played for, and they'd always have guys who would fix guns and clean up for you. And I was like, yeah, sweet. And then I, as soon as I joined Hostile, like man was just—he was the first one. He's like, man. I was like, oh, like, dude, you can fix my gun? I don't know shit about. Him. He's like, not oh, wrong answer, buddy. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're the rookie. You are cleaning everybody's gun. You are servicing them. You are cleaning our loaders, everything. I was like, hang on, what? Well, what? I don't know shit. And He goes, well, you're gonna learn now. So that was my job for the. I did my apprenticeship under him. So for the, the two and a bit years I played with them, that's all I did was clean guns, yeah, cool. tech them. But it, it helped me out in the long run, so yeah. But yeah, I, I, as for, for tricks on the field, yeah, I learned a few little sneaky things from those guys on how to <laughs> irritate a couple of players and, and, and <laughs> get, the, get the upper hand. Yeah, um, I'd like
1: that's something I've never heard of before, and it's, it's a good concept a paintball apprenticeship. Get the FNG has to has to clean everyone's gear and look after all the all this. It gives him something to do instead
0: of warming the bench, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. We had that in. I come from a, a touch footy background, and, and we had the same same concept. So if you were the youngest on our roster or on the team, you were the grommet. So basically, your job was to basically get picked on by everyone but you had to look after the team if the if the captain rang up you rang you up and said hey man like at at a tournament you'd ring me up and say hey look it's 11 o'clock at night I want a chicken sandwich you'd have to get him a chicken sandwich um (laughs) or 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 I need my jerseys clean so you'd have to pick up their jerseys and go and clean them so I, I had to do I was a grummy for for a year um so yeah done my apprenticeship through that and, and done it through paintball so we've kind of started a little bit at, the, at, at eskimos like last round gaddy was our our rookie in the second string side or well, not second string but yeah in the, in the eskimo side and we're like gaddy you know what welcome to pros congratulations you're the youngest out of all of us clean our guns go for it and he did credit to the kid he he, he took a handful of them and off he went and cleaned them came back i was like sweet i don't have to do mine you beauty uh choice is passed happy days
1: yeah, I, I really like that idea. I'm, if I ever get uh, into coaching a team or anything, I'm definitely going to steal it. It's
0: a good yep. idea. Well, like it kind of. I think I think with the teams that I've played with, there's always been a bit of a bond between the players. Like you see, the teams that are successful, they all gel on the field and they gel off the field. The teams that aren't that great don't really gel as as a great unit. Um, like the Eskimos gel well, Envious gel well, Hostile gel well. Um. So when we we're off the field, like as I said, like with even with Envious and actually all you look at all those three teams, right? None of us are from the same state. So we would build that re- um, relationship off the field. So when we did get on, you you blended and and you, it was just like talking off the field. So when you did go down there and play, you were you were sweet to go. Yeah, it's definitely something that I can tell
1: watching the webcast like sitting up in the booth you can tell the guys that that like believe in each other and that yeah, like you said they might not live you know they might be able to go and train at the same field all the time but the guys that really care about each other and they get along well and they're having fun off the field you can really tell that they just have that they, they listen I guess a bit more like the guy might be saying the same thing might be saying go to the snake but they listen to the people they care about more than if they're just some random team of guys that they're sort of there together they've been thrown together and they don't really
0: know the guy from Barroso yeah uh, it's definitely um, it definitely helps you, you play a little bit harder if you if you like the guy next to you if you don't really care you're <laughs> like yeah whatever but if you like the guy next to you you definitely push that that extra bit to make sure you you get it done for him so uh, you know you mentioned
1: Envious there was so you know Hostile you said uh, a couple of years on them and then envious was your next move was it
0: no i joined um at the end of 2012 uh, rappers bought his dad's aircraft business d-man uh, wanted to retire gab was doing pretty much the same thing so i'd only kind of left nick and myself and were like oh shit nick was like you know what i'm taking time off so i was like oh s- shit i'm stuck i'm <laughs> <laughs> all by myself so um i went and joined explicit for a year Played with Robber, um, Jakey Spencer, the Frederick Twins, uh, Plucker. We all, we all ran for 2013, and then towards the end of that, the Simpson Twins and we got in contact and were like, "Ooh, let's let's make a team." So then obviously MBS was fo- formed and, and we joined and, and made that up for 2014, and yeah, it was good, really good. Yeah, it's uh that was it was
1: uh. You, Jake and Robert, was that right from from Explicit? Jumped across on the MBS.
0: Yeah, Jakey, myself, uh, Robber from Explicit, the twins from SWAT and Bancroft. We got coaxed him back out. It's like, dude, come on, come and join us with this roster. He's like, Righto. So yeah. That was and the Cozier, Jared. No, he didn't come until two thousand sixteen. He played with shenanigans that year. Yeah, okay. and you know, I think they, they were they were looking to fold, and the way like, "Look, we want Jared on out. We want him with us rather than against us." So we grabbed him quick. Um, yeah, I always see I J, was, J J J <coughs> Jrad's a good player, so we're like, yeah, we would prefer to have him with us than, than definitely against us. So yeah, that always a yeah, my for us. on him.
1: I was yeah, kept trying to get him on the swap, but not not to be. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, we, we, no, were, was, uh, we we were we were poaching good pick for you guys. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, he, he's, he's great. Why not? He's great. Yeah, Traveled he's around up. with him a little bit and yeah, he's he's good value.
1: So so again, you know, that NBS it was something um, you know, I remember hanging out with you guys like helping coaching for, for one season or a couple of events and it was the same thing. You guys were a real good team, like everyone got along well and yeah, it just seemed like a good family unit. Everyone sort of had each other's backs. It was it was good to see. Did that did that come straight away or, or was it something that had to be built slowly?
0: Ah, uh, no, it kinda of came straight away. It was I don't know, I don't know if you say it was meant to be or, or what. Like it but it kinda of just all fell into place. Like we'd all played against each other throughout our, our time. Um obviously Jake myself and had play and Jake and myself and Robert had played together. I'd played with Nick but I'd never played with the twins before. Um but we all kinda of just gelled because I think we all had the same goal in mind, like we wanted to crush everyone. That was the whole goal of the team. Um, we wanted you to did come Did a pretty out. good job of that. Yeah, we <laughs> we joined together and we, we just wanted to become a dominant force straight off the bat. Um, we picked all the players that were that we thought we could could get that job done. And yeah, like we took two series in a row, so yeah, obviously we were able to do something. But we all gelled on the field and off the field. Like it was really really good. Um, yeah, there was no like yeah we we have our team dinners, our barbecues roasts um, like Gloria would always just come home like with bags and bags of shopping um, and everyone would, yeah, everyone would chip in and just start cooking something and yeah it was, it was a good team, team vibe
1: It's something I hadn't seen before with, with that team you know Explicit were doing well, SWAT was the guys that left SWAT were doing well uh, normally when it, you see a team of like all stars sort of come together like this it's because a few teams are folding but this, this was something I, I definitely hadn't seen before in Australian paintball, just you know, a basically a team of all stars coming together and, and and making this great team. So it was it was cool. It was exciting to see. Um yeah, I did get to play against you guys for one one season. It was it was good. hard fought battles. It felt like the old hostile swap the hostile
0: days again. Yeah. Well we were kind of aiming aiming for not that sort of vibe, but we were just out to as I said, we we're out to bully everyone. Um, we just, yeah, we, we wanted to win everything. We wanted to be a dominant force. We wanted everyone to, to, to fear us, hence the name Envious. Yeah. Um and like, we had a few – there was a few names, but they were all garbage. And then I can't remember who came up with the idea of Envious, but it was – we were like, shit. As soon as they said it, it was like, yeah, yeah, this, this is it. They're like, that's the name we want. Um, and, yeah, we just – I don't know. Everything just seemed to click. Everything – I don't know. I've got no words really for it because it just gelled. I don't know. I really, I'm got, I, I have nothing for it. it. Everyone just worked really, really
1: well. And that's that's sort of what I guess what it was like. Everyone wanted to be on that team. It wasn't just yes. like, oh, our team's folded. I still want to keep playing, so I guess I'll just jump on these group of guys. Like you guys wanted to make it happen. Everyone believed in it, and that's uh half the battle. Most of the time is. Is, uh, you know, just getting guys out there that want to win and want to go and, and crush, and you guys did it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, it was no, that, that was, it was good. It was, it was good times. It was hard leaving them. Um, like, we played for the two and a half seasons. Like, we, we didn't play 2000. We played most of 2016. And then we didn't play the last round. I remember that's right. Carl oh, Ben went overseas, and then that's when sevens went to three days oh yeah um and i i couldn't take time off i think i'd been somewhere cut, uh, ben was away and i think a couple of the other boys were stuck so we're like we can't play we just can't make it so we didn't play that and which sucked um you guys won the series that year um and then we kind of had the shits with something so we didn't play 2017 <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember what happened but we just didn't play 2017 and that was that was a bit shit um it was pretty shit. But then 2018, uh, I I joined with the Eskimos and, and had a run with them because we still weren't playing sevens. We we're going to play NXL. We we're going to take yeah, the money okay. for NXL, right? Yep. So um, so 2018, I wasn't playing for, for them at sevens. Got the call up to play for Eskimos. We started them, um, played the season with them, and then <laughs> – really at the end of the year like the Jamie and Jonesy worked really hard that year and put some good they put some good groundwork down and, and at the end of the year like we want you to stay and I was like oh Envis was like yeah we want to come back and I was like oh shit <laughs> shit I'm torn because I really love both teams but at the end of the day like um Banks had kind of retired and said like I'm not coming back and then I was like uh oh. it, it was a really hard decision to, to leave the en- Envious guys but um I decided to stick with the Eskimos because I, I liked where they were headed. Um, I liked a few other things about them, so I just thought I'd part ways. Not on bad terms with the Envious guys. Definitely not. Definitely not at all. Um, but I just thought it was my time to, to close that book and, and, and move on with another one.
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah. I, I don't envy you. Uh, pardon the pun for for having to make that decision. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it Sounds like a Yeah, two tough teams to choose between. Oh, it was. It was it was definitely hard
0: like with the, the envious guys we were trying to get a, a spot back at sevens um, yeah it was really I spent a lot of nights thinking about it, it was, that's that's for sure I spoke <laughs> to a few people about it um, and yeah I had to do a lot of soul searching and and, and, and figure out what was what, what was going on and where, and where I wanted to head for the last few years and, and, and go from there
1: yeah, so how's uh how are you finding your your or how did you find your new home at, at Eskimo uh, Brothers? Did you did you think you made the right decision straight away? You, you never regretted it?
0: Uh, when I actually changed, no, I was I was happy with the decision. Yeah, like uh, I really was like a um Chad George George and myself get on like a house on fire. Um, he was a big big part of it. Um. Obviously, Jamie and Jonesy, but then the crew that we've got, you've got Damien and Timmy, uh, obviously Nick's now on. We had Stevie was coming in, uh, and all the guys, we kind of just were chatting, and, and at the end of 18, was it end of 18? Whatever year it was, like we were all talking like, okay, I'm sticking if you're sticking. So it was kind of like, you know what? If that's the kind of commitment you're going to give, then that's the kind of commitment I want, so I'm sticking. So... As I said, with all those other teams, it's it's all right. I want to play with you because I want to play with you, not because the team's folding and you're just going to make an extra body. Um, everyone wanted to play, so it, it made it really hard, but easy at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's it's you know, it's commitment's probably one of the hardest things to get out of people with paintball. It's um, yeah, it's 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 a hard thing to commit to. So if you can get all those guys that say they want to come back and and you know the names you've said that they come from all different corners of the country so it's cool to see yeah like
0: they all just everyone brings a different piece to the to the puzzle pretty much like they add their own little bit of unique flair to the team and 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 bring a different dynamic and it, it works out really well like when we're all together at the mansion um it's like the hostile days and the envious days like everyone hangs shit on each other that they give it, they take it. And it, it, it's really good. Like, I don't know if you've ever spent time with it, but it's, it's really good. Like, and, um, Timmy from STK is like, dude, this is exactly like STK. So I, I love it. I'm in, I'm like, sweet. So it's good to know that we've, we've hit the right, right chord. And as you said, like we won the, the first round this year, which is, we've been chipping away and chipping away to get to, um, it was a really good monkey off our back and, and a good reward for, for the effort that the boys have all put in. Yeah, they sort
1: of say that, you know, once it's it's hard to win your first one, but then once you've won, you, you know that feeling and you can. Re- it's easier to repeat. So that's it. I was looking forward to round two this year. Yeah, same.
0: Same. We were all f- keen for it, eh? Like, we, we didn't want to meet me like, oh, yeah, the boys fluked it for this round. Let's see if they can hold up. The goal for us all is to just win everything. Like we want it, we want the championship. We want to go in there and prove that we're not just a, a one a fluke team that just won an event and 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 that's it. We want to just go and beat everyone and show that we are contenders. Like we've been chipping away since the since when I started with them, just and, and go from there. And that's
1: you know like the roster that you won with compared to the roster that you know you said in 2018.
0: Like it's pretty hasn't really changed much. It's you guys are, uh, besides Bancroft. Nah, the 2019 roster, the 2018 roster to 19 was it was pretty different. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. 19, we kind of we really kind of stepped it up. Um, like in 18, we had patches, Maddie Bank, ah, uh, Maddie Forth, um, oh, yep, and guys okay. and, and guys coming in and out. Um, so it, it was uh, it was a little bit different, like guys who were up to the level and guys who weren't up to the level. Um. So we were, uh, we never. Uh, as much as I wanted to win, like we, it was always going to be really a hard-fought slog to get the win. But t- 2019, like things started to fall into place. Menace didn't turn up, so we grabbed Timmy. Um, Torque folded, so we grabbed Damien, um, and which was good because I know Expendables, Expendables were chasing Damien. Um, and we put a heap of hard words on it, just pest the poor kid until he just crumbled. and like, yes. Um, like to the point where I think expendables, I think had like eight on the roster. And we were, we were, I was chatting with him. I'm like, dude, they've got eight on their roster. Do you really just sit, want to sit and warm the bench for the entire weekend? Cause that's, what's going to happen, mate. You can come with us and you can have a run or you can just get some splinters with those guys. Like take your pick. Um, and then like, he's like, God damn it. Just leave me alone. I'll say yes. And, and that way you'll stop bothering me. I'm like perfect. That's, that's the answer I want to have. Um, so, so, yeah, and then we like we we had we were getting there and getting there, and then we picked up Stevie, um, and then we had um more Ryan Moorhead play for us at Masters, and things were just starting to build and build until obviously this round we got we got Bancroft in because and he joined the roster like after Pester and him, and he's like, no, nah, I'm not playing, I'm not playing, I'm not playing, and then he's like, yeah, okay, I'm finally given in as well. Just leave me alone. I'll come and play. I'm like, yes, excellent. Um, so yeah, we kind of just kept moving jigsaw or pizzle or, or bricks around whichever one you want to put it until we found the match that we needed and now yeah. we've kind of got what we want and now we're just going to keep building on it and, and go from there
1: well and uh i'm sure nick you know it says something for nick bancroft he, he comes back out of retirement and you guys win the next event
0: <sighs> don't tell me that it's like, <laughs> like everyone just gives it to me oh you can't win unless you got your boy nick i'm like yep yeah, well played you got me <laughs> but no look it, it, he is a He's probably one. He's definitely the best baller in Queensland. There's no doubts about that. Um, He'd be up there with with some of the best ballers that I've played with. Um, Like he's just a freak at a lot of stuff. Uh, We'll go to training and he flogs living shit out of me to the point (laughs) where he'll shoot me. I'll wipe it and smile and give him the finger. And then keep playing and getting me like, he'll be like, you piece of shit. How many times have you been <laughs> wiped out? I'm like, I probably like four times, but he like, you, you tore me to pieces. But um, we'll always let him know that how, how much he got me, but, and we we'll always have a <laughs> laugh about it. But yeah, it's, um he's, he's one of the best. Um, Neil Rappensberg would be the best captain I've ever played with. Um, yeah. From hostile, like the shit that he's shown me. Um, I've learned from him. Just amazing. Like, he was an amazing. To you knew what your role was with him, and you knew, and that's part of stuff like that I've grown up with. Like you knew not to fuck up, Ooh, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, and if you did, like he would let you know about it, like straight away, so you knew not to do that again. Um, which was really good. Like a lot of guys, are like, oh no, that's okay, it's all right. And you're like, he was nah, nah, it's not happened Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Otherwise, you're sitting there and you're not coming back on the field like ever. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Right up, no, not to do that one. But uh, he, he was someone,
1: camp. someone that I, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of respect for when I was playing against him. But then it was one of those things like if, if I was on the other side, like yeah, I, I do now. Like I've realized like going back watching things or even towards the end of that, I, the things that he achieved as a as a player and as a captain. Yeah, it's like I, I've got so much respect for that guy. He's he's such a such a good person. It's just yeah, we didn't get along very well at the start, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, and that, yeah and that's some of the guys like neil he loved there were two personalities to neil there was paintball neil and like normal neil um <laughs> and they and they were dr jekyll mr hyde um I, I remember taking one of the boys luke to, to neil's barbecue like, to his house one day i was like oh come on we're going we're going to rappers for barbecue he's like what i'm like yeah, just come with me. We're, we're going over. So we, we got there and he and was like, Hey man, how you doing? You want some beers? You want this? And, and my mate Luke was like, who the hell is this? Like, cause normally Neil would be just ripping into you or tearing someone apart. Uh, and he's like, this dude, that, this can't be Neil. Like, is he drugged? Is he, is he high? I'm like, no, this is, this is Neil, man. Like, <laughs> this is, this is the other side that you guys don't really know. But yeah, he was, he, he's a top bloke. So no, it was good. Yeah. It's,
1: it was a shame to see him. Uh have to leave towards the end. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was, it was definitely, it definitely suck because I found a good group with those guys, but took over his father's business. So obviously work comes first. Um, it pays the bills over paintball. So he, he had to make that decision. Yeah.
1: Hopefully we see him back on the field one day.
0: Yeah. There's talk of the boys having just a, a muck around bash against someone. One one time there'll be like a tournament somewhere that, where the oldies can come and play and it'd be good to get those boys back out and have a run with each other.
1: Which side of the fence do you fall? If it's the if it's the oldies, are you gonna jump in with them or, or are you considered new school?
0: I'm oldie. I'm definitely old. Like yeah. Neil, uh, out of all of us, uh, Banks is the youngest. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's he's the youngest out of all of us. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have picked it. He's uh. Yeah. He must have. He must have started good because he's uh. He when i first played
0: against him like he'd been around for years yeah he worked in a field he worked at um oh shoot, i can't remember the field up here there was an indoor field up here and he worked up there and just trained and played and trained and played then he i think he worked at mpf up here so he was always always had a gun in his hand so uh yeah
1: what's your you know if this year didn't get turned on its head like what's the plan for yourself is it to stick with Eskimo brothers or have you got any other you know, events that you want to try and hit around
0: the uh, the world or the country um uh, well this year I was always sticking with the Eskimos um, so we we're always playing sevens we we're going to play queensland like the Eskimos we're going to get a team up to queensland we were looking at the um the ICC uh, iron City classic oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. we were looking yeah we were looking at going oh. over there but things didn't really pan out the way we were hoping for. So we are looking at doing it next year, which worked out really good, seeing that this year would have been uh, an absolute nightmare to to go to now that everything's shut. So that would have, it's it's thrown a big spanner in the works and we'd kind of talked about it and said, you know what, before even anything happened, like the virus and all that sort of shit happened, we're like, you know what, let's just make it next year because it'll be a lot easier. Give, give a few players to save up some extra coin and, and go from there. So without knowing it, we kind of made the, the right decision early but that's pretty much about it at this stage nice still some good events to hit that's uh yeah the iron City yeah. classic looks awesome yeah I also wanted to check out the um the New Zealand tournament like um Dave's tournament but oh, yeah. the the flights and that were a killer for me so I was like yeah no, nah, it's kind of put a bit of a damper on it and then yeah. everything everything being shot, so that kind of definitely shut everyone down
1: so, was there, uh, you know, while you're on the line, any sponsors that you wanted to give a shout-out to or just any, anyone that any, – any people that you wanted to give a shout-out to while you've got the air?
0: Uh, look, obviously, I have some fantastic sponsors. Devon and Chris Williams and Die Precision have looked after me since 2011. Like, they haven't let me – since I joined Hostile, um, as soon as I joined them, I, I went, obviously went to Die, and haven't been anywhere since. They've always just looked after me with gear – from head to toe, guns, everything. Um, I couldn't ask for a better sponsor in those guys. Uh, Craig for, or Flash from um, Painful Addiction. He's also been another big, big factor for me. He's looked after me above and beyond. Always made sure my stuff was yeah. running well at tournaments. Like it, since he he came along, I haven't had a tech in my gear anymore. Like yes, <laughs> God, I can just focus on playing because he, he's a great tech. So he looks after me all my gear at tournaments. Um, Troy up here at TAC Ops, he's given me a home to train at. So he looks after me well up here and and so does uh, Spec Ops. So yeah, they're they're pretty much Gladiator. Oh, shit, shouldn't forget those guys. Like Andy at Gladiator, he's looked after me awesomely as well. Make sure I've got plenty of air, plenty of bottles to to keep playing and and help the new guys out. I've always got a couple of setups. When we go training or or play scenarios and stuff that I have set ups for, for new guys, fresh kids to come and play here. Chuck them set up and go, hey, take this for a run and hopefully get the hooks into them and, and get them out playing. Yep. First one's always free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you can get them in, then, then that, that, that's better for us. I mean, Those new kids coming through, otherwise it's not going to be great.
1: So uh, something else that I'm asking all my guests, is there anyone that you could recommend to be on the show, someone that you think that people might like to hear from?
0: Um, we've got a couple of names. Timmy yeah, Colgan, would be, Timmy Colgan yeah. from STK would be a good one. Uh, you've got Mick Jones, who's playing on Eskimos now. Um, he's been around, so he'd have some good stories. Johnny Robb has got a few good stories I think would be good to, to hit up. Um, I'm trying to think who else you could probably grab from around the traps that's played for a while. Elmo. Oh, there
1: you go, Elmo. Elmo. Man, I think
0: so Elmo would have a few good ones that, that people like <laughs> to tune in here hear about.
1: Yeah, no, some good names. It's, uh, it's a, it's a shame. Like i could probably do an episode a day and and still have guests. It's uh, I've got so many, so many names written down. It's so good. It's
0: uh,
1: yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. I'm hoping to make it last a long, the long haul though. So still bring out one a week. Otherwise i
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think if you if you if you try to flood it too much, then people kind of lose lose interest in it, and, you, and the novelty wears off. But yeah, the ones, yeah, uh, I think it's good to tune in, kick back. And if you don't you, you don't w- listen to it all in one piece, because obviously with kids and stuff, you're like, oh, I've got ten minutes here, ten minutes there. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> spare a bit of time here. I think I think that's good.
1: Yeah, and, and I I like the uh, Timmy Colgan. He's uh been there pretty much since the start with SDK. But to me, just seems like one of those guys that. There's other guys on STK that get a bit more of the limelight than him. He's just one of those – a bit like Bancroft he, as well. Like, he just does yeah. – he's, he's not, there like, in the snake every point, but he just wins. He does What he does, he does well, and he's he's just always there doing it, doing a good
0: job. So. Timmy's Timmy's a, a voice of reason with us. Like, he's, you know, Timmy's always going to be there, and he'll be like, dude, what are you going to do that for? That's a dumb move. You're like, all right, man, cool. Yeah, you got, you got a good point there. And, yeah, no, Timmy's great to play with. Um, and even just chat off the field, like we have have some good good phone calls and shit like that. Like, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a top bloke.
1: Yeah, I'll, no, it's uh good. Is yeah, definitely a name I didn't think of, so I'll uh, I'll add it to the list, the ever growing nice. list. So uh, you know, if, if people were wanted to you know, catch up with you, where's the best place to find you,
0: uh, online or offline? Uh, online, definitely online. I'm always well, not always, but majority of the time I'm on Facebook or Instagram. Um. But generally, apart from that, I'm at home. <laughs> yeah. I'm normally at home or mucking around doing something. But, yeah, online you'd, you'd catch me on. Yeah, sweet. So, uh,
1: yeah, if anyone wants to tee up
0: a training session or anything like that, they can uh, hit you up. Yeah, definitely. Training sessions. Um, I know this year with the Eskimos, well, we were looking at this year with the Eskimos, running a, a few more clinics and skills and drill sessions for around the country. Um, I know there's going to be a few more at, Sid, uh, at Sydney. I'm going to try to line up a few more up here in Brisbane. But yeah, we're always keen to help and promote and try to get players to improve as much as possible. Because why not? Oh, that's it. It's all you got to keep
1: growing the sport and giving back to just you know giving back to all the newbies and getting them up up to the same level and just keep it keep it moving forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, it's it's good to
1: see. It's uh yeah, everything you guys are doing at the Eskimo Nation, it's uh it's massive. Like it's yeah, almost impossible to pull to pull off some of the things that Jamie's done and, and that you boys have done. It's just that many people well, getting the into credit, events.
0: So, the credit yeah. really goes to Jamie and Jonesy. Um those guys put so much work in behind the scenes, like it's phenomenal. Um I don't know if you've watched Jamie's interview the other week. Look, the credit he gets versus what he deserves is not even close. Like, he's always on something. Like, he keeps us in check. He's – I don't know. He, he's a fantastic organiser. I couldn't do what he does, like, on the field or, or, or that sort of stuff. Yeah, I can do that. But when it comes to the other, the behind the scenes, I, I suck at that. And he's just – that. the Eskimos are all him and Jonesy. Um, people have said that I've got to be an influence on it. But, no, it's it's those two guys. They are the the reason everyone is part of the Eskimos because of the I don't know whether it's love or the friendship or, or they don't treat you like a, a dick or anything like that. Like as soon as you say hey I wanna play, like you you're welcomed in with open arms. Like they just it, it's a team you wanna play for. Those guys make it make it what it is and, and yeah, that that's also helped make it make, make the decision to stick with those guys a lot easier. Yeah, it's
1: just been, you know, it's something I haven't seen ever before. Just this huge family, and it's a really good way to sort of, you know, it gets people in, and it and it caters to all levels, and and uh, yeah, once you you know you can play with their amateur team, it, it it set you up for life. You can go all the way through to a pro team, so it's it gives well, Gatti, the new the new guys something to drive to push
0: towards. Well, Gaddy Gaddy just did that. He went from amateurs to pro in a, in, a, yeah, right. in like a space of the year. He's playing amateurs last year, and this year he was pro.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's good to see, you. And, you know, the Nation offers, uh Eskimo Nation offers something, you know, a, a program for that. So, it's it's really good to see. it's uh Yeah, it's been awesome. So, I'm really looking forward to what, what little we have left of this year, what, what we can see from you
0: guys. Oh, yeah, I'm hoping that they, I'm hoping we can play around three and four. That'd be wicked if we could. I don't really want it to. As much as I want to win this series, I don't want to win it on, on a hollow on one round like it's kind of a shit way to win something yeah i I, want to win it and say look we smashed his all we're the kings (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) rather than no we we, we, yeah rather than well we won one round and then yeah we won the series on a on a technicality that's kind of lame yeah no one will ever let you live it down yeah (laughs) yep and there's a few guys that will give it to me. I know Hunter. I give Hunter a fair bit of shit, and he gives it back. But it's it's awesome. I, it's he's good value for it. But yeah, yeah I know a few of the boys would give it to me. That's good. Good to
1: hear. All right, Macca. Well, thanks very much for dropping in. Uh, was sort of running out of run out of time. So um, no, no yeah, problems just, at all. Thanks. Thanks so much for giving up your time. And yeah, good luck with the rest of the season. If if we get to play it. <laughs> cheers, mate. Cheers. i look forward to seeing you at the next next event. Yeah, all right, will do. Thanks thanks for stopping in. All right, mate. See ya. See ya, buddy. That's a wrap on another episode. Again, huge thank you to Macca for sitting down and having a chat with us. So I said I had some news for everyone, so I've decided to launch a Patreon. So for those of you that don't know, it's just a way that you can support the show. I've had a few people uh, get in touch and contact me, say that they wanted to uh, help out where they can. So it's just a way for anyone that wants to show a little bit of extra support, you guys can jump on there. For as little as $2, you're going to be able to get onto the private Facebook group, and we're going to have lots of discussion in there about upcoming episodes, upcoming guests. You guys might be able to help sway me about who we're going to get on next. So for anyone that you know wants to throw a little bit extra support my way, there's going to be some, some extra things like getting episodes early. We're going to get to see some behind-the-scenes stuff, There'll be a chance to put questions forward to upcoming guests. There's a few extra things in the works that I'm going to be putting forward to all those supporters on Patreon as things move forward as well. I have to reiterate though that the show will always be coming out every Friday and always be free. So for those that don't really want to get into the Patreon thing, that's fine. 100% enjoy your downloads. I'll always put this out for free. So don't feel that you have to get on this. This is just something extra that I've done. To help support uh, me and the things I wanna do. And money from this will go back into making a better show for you guys. So you'll see as the support comes in, the quality will get a little bit better. There'll be microphones, webcams, things like that that I can help to make better content for everyone. Don't forget down under Paintball will always be free and always come out every Friday. I know not everyone's up with the whole Patreon thing. So if you have any questions, just drop me a line on Facebook. Just search out the show, search out me, Scott Martin or drop me a line via email at dupaintball@outlook.com. At so thank you in advance, anyone that wants to show their support, and thank you, everyone else, for tuning in. I'm Scott, and this is Down Under Paintball.